welcome to tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am your host and number one, soon we'll be joined by our panel. Tonight we're going to talk about what do you honor. I first want to send my condolences to the family of Chadwick Boseman. I didn't follow this brother's career. Actually, I only saw the Black Panther because my family wanted to see it. I'm not into superheroes and mutants and all that stuff. No knock on anyone that is. It just isn't my thing. I saw this brother in a few different movies, and I was like, he's just another script reader without much acting. Then it dawned on me why. Because in every role, he exudes dignity, honor, and pride. So I started doing my research about this brother, and based on everything that I read, I was dead on. One of the things I read was written by a fellow actor, and it stated, you showed me how to be better, honor purpose, and create legacy. So I ask you, again, what do you honor? And that's just based on what do you honor, the purpose of you doing what you do, and all that good stuff. Without further ado, let's get right to it. Good evening. Good evening. Okay. Let's talk about what do you honor? What is important to you that makes you maintain who you are? Uh, God. Mm-hmm. You know, um, first and foremost. Um, and, and then it's my family. Okay. Is that on the line of the conversation? Oh, yes, by all means. Oh, by all means. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. I, I guess I'd like to hear um, a little bit of your input. I, I was a little confused during the opening about um you know you you said that the actor that you mentioned is another script reader because he exudes dignity or was it no 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 just another script no to me um in all his in all his movies all his characters he is he does it all the same, with honor, with dignity, and with pride. You know what I mean? I don't care if you're jumping out of a plane or or freaking car chases or shootouts. This brother did everything that I ever seen him in with those three characters. Character traits, excuse me. Okay, okay, okay. And so you're and so. Um, and getting in deeper to the discussion, basically, is is like in all the things that we do in our daily lives. Like, who do we honor? That who or what? What do you honor? What? What do okay. You, 
hold in in high respect or great esteem. Um, okay, an adherence to what is right or to a great to a conventional standard of conduct to regard with great respect. Um, those things. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I got you. I'm tracking. I just wanted to make sure I, I understood the topic. Okay, so yes, my response still. You know, stands as is. You know, first and foremost, God and my family. You know, because um, first I need to make sure that in in all things uh, I put God first. And in all things, that means, um, you know, not not only uh, in conversation or not only in you know um, taking care of my family or anything like that, but I put God first in in all things that I am. So when I look at, you know, stepping out to go to the grocery store um, or wherever, I make sure that I check myself. And um, I check myself by, you know, making sure that, one, um, I'm not on the ego trip uh, first, and then, two, I check myself by reminding myself who I am. You know, first, I'm, I'm a child of God. Um, and so when different things happen, because people, you know, get crazy these days, I, I need to to make sure that I display myself as a child of God. And in that, my goal is to honor um, God and, and who God wants me to be and honor my family by being, you know, a good representative. Absolutely. And th- and that's very important um, to establish those standards. I mean, the standards that um, that's established between you and, and your God is, is the utmost because that's first and foremost. And you know, when you build the standards for your family, I'm sure that that it's um, along those same lines, you know, um, not compromising to the standards that God has given you. Right. And even in okay. – oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was, I was just making sure I was, I was on. Okay. Um, I was gonna say, you know, you say not compromising. Even, even in that, you know, um, if there is a situation, and you know, you have to compromise, it make sure that you're still representing yourself, like. <laughs> teaching our teenage son how to drive and, you know, got the stickers on the car, but everybody want to beep and, you know, blow the horn and throw the hands up um, because he's going too slow and different things like that. And so I have to make a compromise at that point because it's like, okay, these people are getting defensive at my child. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so I can't I compromise, compromise a little bit on myself because I can't let Mama Bear come out. Um, right. Because while while he is my child, 
he is with me and I have to represent the the child of God or the woman of God that I am. So for what? me a compromise when we talk about compromise in that sense it's it's like, okay, now I gotta push a little of mama bear to the side to to say, you don't listen to them. You don't worry about them. They're going to blow the horns. They're going to zoom past you and throw their hands up. Them do whatever they're going to do because you're not driving for them. You're driving to keep yourself safe and whoever it is in the car with you. So you tune them out and you listen to me. Um, I have to make sure that I stay calm because they, they, you know, people are evil and they really piss me off. And, you know, one lady um, had rolled up close to the bumper and laid on a horn, and I said, if she do it again, you know, at this stoplight, I'm jumping out the car. You know, because I was going to tell her, look, if you don't like the way we're driving, that was the mama bear in me, but I, I had to compromise and say, calm down. You know what I mean? So it's just situations like that where, you know, you got to think twice. Well, okay. So I would argue that the mama bear is still in you. That's why you're, it was just a teaching lesson. You know what I mean? It was a teaching moment, excuse me, where now you just maintain who you are and you show him, regardless of what's going on around you, you maintain who you are, you know, who he is. So right. there's still there's still that mama bear role because you're getting out, you know, and, and ready to attack. That's not the role that he you want to show that mama bear. You know what I mean? Right. So I would say it's still you still doing your, doing your job. You just doing your job um, with honor and dignity. You know what I mean? Like bottom line. Yeah. Yeah, and the goal even if is, is to teach them to drive. Right. The goal and the objective right. is to teach them to drive safely. Exactly. And, and, and I say that because, you know, I'm glad you said that because, like I was telling him, and, I mean, I'm on him, you know, um, signal lights and, you know, make sure that, you know, just different things, stop at, stop completely at a stop sign and, I'm harder on him because of the way the world is today. I'm not trying to teach him anything wrong or allow him to slack off because I don't want to give him, I don't want him to give the police any reason whatsoever to be pulled over. None. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? So I'm, I'm overly cautious and, um, and, and sometimes I have to escalate my voice at him simply because it's like, look, you know, you got to stop at a stop sign. If you don't, you know, if even in the grocery store parking lot, it may not say stop, but you need to stop, um, different things like that. And if there's something you're unsure about, you need to ask me, you know, while I'm in the car, we got a whole year to do this. So I'm trying to take you through every situation I possibly can so that you understand um, how to maneuver through these streets. 
with. I I um, like that. Now, one of the things that you that you definitely want to show him and teach him, and I will or I will, is you stop because you don't see that you don't see that it's safe to proceed. So whether or not it says stop, if I can't see around that corner, I'm gonna stop until I can mm-hmm. see. Then I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. You know. Mhm. Yeah. Um, and and it's unfortunate because I mean it's unfortunate that we have to be that way. But again, we we can't teach to be defensive. Right. And you can't you can't go around being a defensive driver. Um, that that's just it's not gonna cut it. You know, if you drive for you the safety of yourself, then you're fine. Forget everything else around you. How fast they're going, you watch them, you know, and do whatever you need to do, but you don't have to be in a rush to get anywhere for anybody. You know, that's just, you know, and so in that, um, um, prayerfully, it's, it's teaching him, you know, some type of dignity and, you know what I mean, and taking pride and how he drives and how he handles himself on the road. Um, and, and hopefully that's a lesson that will carry over, you know, to life, a life lesson. Well, absolutely. One thing that um, you got to remember is your your brand is, is always with you, right? And um, you don't want somebody driving and see your license plate and it says whatever whatever company that you represent on there and they see you driving reckless, that's a that's a blemish on your brand. On that brand. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you wanna make sure that you always maneuver properly because of who you represent. Even with we represent God's brand. So we gotta mm-hmm. maneuver that way and conduct ourselves that way. Mm-hmm. Because if not, it's a blemish. And God knows that we know that there's already a lot of blemishes that people try to put on. So mm-hmm. we got to be the ambassadors of it. And I think that's one of the things that with this, this, this brother that we're talking about or that I made mention of in the intro right. is mm-hmm. as a black man, when he do things with dignity, honor, and pride, you know, and he's, the other gentleman said that he showed him how to be better, how to honor purpose, you know what I mean, and create legacy to honor purpose. That means having, having respect and holding your purpose into a, in a high regard. Mm-hmm. So, but, and then we, go ahead. So if you're if you're if we're walking down the street and I'm protecting you, that is my purpose to provide to protect for you or to provide for you. I hold that in in a high regard. So nothing is going to come mm-hmm. before that. What was mm-hmm. you about to say? And. I was I was gonna say even along that line, when when you talk about purpose in a high regard, um, just 
I, of course, I've seen some of the movies that that he got a chance to to play, and um, then you know some some of the like award acceptances and speeches, and and then I think he spoke at his alma mater once. Um, but the the really weird thing about him is not only did he like carry himself the same way in every movie with, you know, dignity and pride and honor. Um, but when he spoke to people um, in an acceptance speech, award acceptance, and even at the college graduation, it was, he talked about purpose. He talked about, you know, um, God being able to break doors or open doors that, that no man can, you know, as a matter of fact, you know, and he said something like, you know, he'll move somebody from the door, you know, put somebody up there so they can open the door for you. Um, but in those things that he spoke about, he also spoke those same words. And so I think that is there's something to be said about a person who is that consistent um, with, honoring who they are and, and talking about purpose and living with purpose um, and being the same way. And, you know, there's looking backward, you can kind of see like this man had some powerful roles in his short career. I mean, powerful roles, like, you know, roles that meant something. And, um, you know, it's something to be said about people who don't compromise themselves or compromise their art for the sake of a dollar. You know what I mean? Like, because if you really think about it, mm-hmm. his resume isn't as long as some of the other actors, but the 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 roles that he played were very meaningful. And <coughs> you know, like the kids can look at any one of his movies and learn something from them versus like a, you know, I don't know what kind of trash is out there now, but, you know, like versus looking at at a reality show, you know what I mean? Or, you know, The Survivor or something like that that has like a bunch of drama and a bunch of fighting and, you know, nonsense on there. You know, this, this guy actually chose roles or, you know, people, I don't know how it works, but he actually was in roles that, you know, was a little bit of a history lesson, so to speak. That's, that's true. And and again, again, to your point, like everything about this cat was the same, dignity, honor, and pride. Period. Mm-hmm. I mean... You got some people who who play safe roles, and mm-hmm. he make. I'm not saying he's playing. He plays safe roles. What I'm saying is, he turned the character that he's playing into himself. So if I may be playing a pimp or whatever, that pimp is going to be done with honor, pride, and dignity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be. I'm going to be, you know, running around here slapping women, being disrespectful and running reckless. Now I'm going to handle myself accordingly because mm-hmm. this is me. Probably because I don't know how to do the other things. You know right. what I mean? 
So that's what I mean, and and that's the pride. You know, we can talk about, you know, people getting shot, you know, and we can talk about uh, uh, all the the, the wrongs and all this, but one of we going to talk about the, the brothers that that help rebuild the community and be an example of how we should conduct ourselves. Mhm. Period. I mean, like you said, you can look at the reality TV, you can look at the rap videos and 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 all that stuff. But of course, you won't have interest in somebody doing good. Mhm. So I don't I don't know the, the gentleman, but I would like to tell him thank you. You know what I mean? Period. Right. Because he shows yeah. no matter what, no matter what, dignity, honor, and pride. Yeah, and it seems like too he stayed true to himself. You know, like you said, it's it's one of those he, you know, while he was playing a character, he remained still like true to you know, himself, and he pulled that character into, you know, who he was, still being in in the role or whatever, but like you said, done at a level of respect and dignity, not, you know, ratchet and, you know what I mean? So I think that, you know, it's something to be said for it, and not just him, because there there are many people out there, I'm sure, who maintain, um those characteristics and whatever it is they're doing. And I think that that's important, um, you know, and, and it's real, really, really weird because when you read the articles and what people are saying about them, they're all saying the same thing. You know, they're all talking about just how powerful he was and in and, and the roles that he played simply because of who he was. And um, even, again, through, like, the motivational speeches and different things like that, this man wasn't afraid to verbalize his faith. He wasn't afraid to call on the name of God in front of a crowd. He wasn't afraid to, you know, um, talk about that. And I read another article where, um, you know, they were, you know, people were talking about the people that were closest to him and saying that how they kept his private business private for the whole four years during his ordeal. Well, when you surround yourself with people like that, then there's no reason, you know, people who love you, then there, there's no reason they need to go out and, and put your business in the street. Um, and I know this, this, I'm about to make a comment, this is a different topic for a different day, but, you know, people in this need to, to live their lives out loud, um, it just baffles me because not everybody needs to know your business. Not everybody needs to know what you're going through. Um, some things are meant to be private, you know? So, well, well I'm, I'm going to say this, and I hate to cut you off, but honor my wishes. If I want to keep it to myself and keep it private, honor that. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if I'm mm-hmm. if I'm alive or if I'm dead. Honor that. You should not be, you know, revealing secrets that's supposed to stay between you and I. Yeah. They're not even your secrets to reveal. Absolutely. You know, if yeah, yeah. 
it's scary. It's scary that, um, but the, I believe I believe it's only scary because we give people. I don't want to say too much credit, but we treat everyone mm-hmm. as though they have civil decency. You know, mm-hmm. like minding mind their own business. You know, or mm-hmm. um, that they have an honor system. You know what I mean? Like they have those mm-hmm. virtues, but everybody don't have those those core values. No. See, that's the thing. We can't assume at this day and age. You know, you can't assume that everyone has civil decency, um, and that's that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate because I just saw we just had a scripture the other day on the Daily Word. I don't know if you remember, and it says when you. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Right hand is doing. Yep. You know, and so if the Bible tells you something as simple as that, you know, you you should almost take it literally. And if your right hand isn't supposed to know what your left hand is doing, why do we think it's okay to broadcast to the world how we're living our lives? Um, And, again, different conversation for a different day. I know I got it. Um, but it's it's that that need to have you know some type of validation and you know some someone you know you you need to have someone patting you on the back like and we're just using this one man as an example but he's suffering with cancer you know diagnosed with stage three cancer and he is still working still going to the hospital and and seeing. Kids and stuff, because he we were seeing kids and with with cancer, visiting children that that had cancer, and um, still doing some sort of humanitarian work. You know, all the while suffering with his own going through his situation. Yeah, and and never God, even you know, but so it's it's something to be said about a person like that suffering in silence and still doing God's work. Um, because when you really want to, you really want to break it down. That's what it was. It was God's work, and you know, if you look at, you know, it's funny because if you look at all his pictures, you know, all of them, you know, he has it's the same. You know, like you said, he's the same guy, the same look on his face. You know, the same, the same guy. Dignity, honor, you know. Um, but it's it's really something to be said about people who suffer in silence and still do God's work. Because um, you think about it, like I don't know much about cancer, but I would imagine that being diagnosed at stage three um, and living four years is somewhat of a miracle, almost, um, especially, I'm you know. Say, I'm going to say it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say it is. Being, being diagnosed with cancer and living, and still living, is yeah. something to be said. To be diagnosed with stage three and still be living, 
not alive, but living, living your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. That's something to be said because a lot of people get caught up in the variation and stop mm-hmm. living. I know people that have gotten, you know, injured, had to have surgery, and have stopped living. Mhm. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And I'm just talking about on something on a on an extremity or a digit or something like that. I ain't even talking right. about like major. And have small, stopped. yeah. 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 You gonna let that hinder you? Cut it out. Yeah. This man, you know, had, had stage three colon cancer and went on to play the Black Panther and did his own. Mhm. <laughs> you know, so it's you know, you know, like why can't why can't we as people you know have that much? I don't know if tenacity is the right word, but you correct me if I'm wrong. But why why we can't have that much? You know, get up and go about ourselves. Like we we sit and don't get me wrong. I know this whole COVID pandemic is real. I know that people have died, and I pray for those who, you know, have been affected um, by it, and I pray for those who Mm -hmm. have lost people to it. But why do we, how are we going to let this hold us back from living, you know, in our purpose? How are we going to sit back and let, you know, this virus hold us back from living in our purpose when, you know, one man, one man battled cancer for four years, and I'm sure that cancer is way different, you know, from from the COVID nineteen. You know what I'm saying? Like, how well, how are we gonna let something like this hold us back? You know, I'm gonna tell you. I believe that some people will use any excuse. Not to <laughs> live. Or go forward. Or, or or go forward. Well, one thing I was watching this this movie again. Um, I was watching it because uh, all my colleagues was watching and talking about it, so I need to see what was being spoken about. And one part of this movie, because I never watch movie just for the entertainment value. I always learn something. And it said, forward always, always forward. That was their salutation when they departed from each other. Uh, And that's what it is. Like, regardless of what, you always move forward. Regardless of what, forward always. Whether somebody's looking, whether nobody's looking, you always dig that hill in and move forward. May not be at a runner's mm-hmm. pace. Hell, it may not even be at a jogger's pace. But it's still in a forward direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... 
you know, and, and, and there again. So do you think that, that people who have that type of, let me just say this, I think that people who have that type of energy, the people who have that type of uh, motivation, um, you know, I think there's a direct connection between that type of motivation and uh, your your relationship in faith to faith or relationship to you know to God, whoever you you, you know you, you know what I'm saying. Mhm. I do. Like I think that there's a, there's a direct connection between you know people who aspire and desire to move forward and you know their strength and faith. I, I do. I think there's a, a very, a very, very direct connection. I mean, and I stress very so much. It may not fit, but I think that it's a very close because you know where your strength comes from. You know your strength lies. You know where your, the, who the source is. Well, you know all these things, and you know that there's nothing else stronger. There's nothing that can stop you, that's because you have that relationship with God, because you have that faith, because you believe. All those things are favorable for you through God. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean... Goodness, it is, it is, it is amazing, and and I do say this, you know, um, with a heavy heart, um, as a culture, uh, the black, the black community, we are very tenacious. Very, and we have been through it all, and we have continued, continued, continued to show that we essentially can't be stopped. Our only, we are only worst enemies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think that's because we are losing that connection. With God, our gods have yeah. became our technology. Mm-hmm. Our gods have became what we see, so it's the media. Our gods mm-hmm. is not our God. Mm-mm. You're absolutely right. And the sad thing about it is is because we're so deep in it we don't even recognize how far away we've moved from our God. You know, and I hate to say it, but the truth be told, you know, is you know, it's real talk. So, you know, people like to go out and claim the name of Jesus and throw it around very loosely and then get behind closed doors and the first thing they do, you know, before they, you know, 
when they wake up and, you know, get on the phone, check their bank accounts, and, you know, they don't say thank you, you know, for waking me up, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where we've just gotten so disconnected, um, so disconnected from our true God to these, I guess I'll say, wannabe, wannabe gods. Yeah, and we've made them. We've I made think, them gods. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and I think, I think that we we've changed course because of that. Um, you know, I when agree. you look at, Jeez, I agree. When you look at, we talked about, you mentioned the other night, you know, about black on black violence. Like, we get mad when white people kill us, but we can go out and kill our own, you know. Um, well, I don't know if we talked about it, but on the on the call, but we had, you and I had spoke about it. Um, you know, I, I think that because we've gotten so disconnected, we've changed course. And um, when you look at how far we've come, and then all the police brutality and different things like that that's going on, we still have a far ways to go. And I think that is going to get even farther if we don't get back on track. If we don't recalibrate. I agree. I agree. I agree. I think that um, it was in in that conversation, it's, it's it's heart wrenching because I can't have the faith for all of us. You know what I mean? Um, and and make no mistake about it. I will. I'm I'm gonna put it out there. I was one of the ones that would get up in the morning. The first thing I do is check my schedule, check my my my, my books. Then it was like, you know what? To hell with that. Like. No, I'm not even going to pick up the phone. I'm going to thank God first. Mm-hmm. Go get in the shower and pray, you know, and thank him for waking the family up. Thank him for, you know, uh, everybody getting off safely and the vehicles being saved. Just thank him for, for everything. And that's that's it. I'm going to become one of those people. When I retire, I don't want a phone. I don't want a phone. I'll, I will get me a... Go back to that landline. Listen, like that. And if I don't answer, I ain't here. Mm-hmm. Don't try to reach me on those streets. You, you know, leave because a message on point, the... I, I, want, I want to be doing the work for God. I want to be going out helping people. I ain't got time to be sitting around talking, you know. Right. Let's let's go. If you ain't out here helping, then we don't need to talk about nothing right now. Right. If I'm talking to you, and that's one person I'm not helping. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's important that, and, and I don't know how we do it, quite honestly, you know. Um, but like you said, recalibrate. We we got to get back to what's important. Um, 
you know, like even at church Sunday, it was, you know, we got to get back to praying, you know, praying, not only praying for the, the ones that we love, but praying for our enemies because the, the, vengeance is mine, said the Lord. Uh, now mm-hmm. uh, that's word. I don't. I don't quote scriptures or anything like that. I do know a little bit of word, but I know that that's what the Bible says. So while we, you know, we're out here trying to get vengeance for you know our, our fallen children and our fallen brothers and fathers and different things like that, you know, it, it ain't nothing we can do because if there was something we could do, don't you know that we would be a lot further along with this battle of injustice and systematic systemic systematic racism nobody wants it to end more than us no one wants this to go away more than us and when I say us I say my people I say my black people my black family no one wants to be more safe than us when we are in the presence of um, authorities police officers and, you know, federal officers and different things like that. No one wants to be more safe than us. So if there was something we could do to stop it, we would already be there. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. And I'm going to leave this right here. I know this may ruffle some fellas, but I don't care. I feel safe in front of police, in front of agents or in front of anybody else because I know who's walking with me and I know who protects me. Indeed. So when I go to when I go to make my move, because, you know, one of the things I do pray for is that God got my tongue and got my actions. You dig? Mm-hmm. So whatever move that I make, it's because God wanted me to. And there's nothing that any man can do to stop it. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that a reason you also feel safe is because you take the time to educate yourself on situations for what they are instead of generalizing? Um, Do you think that you feel more safe because you have a little bit of dignity and, and honor about yourself and you know how to, I don't want to say move, but you know how to move when you're around authorities. Like you don't get jittery and, you know, look Watch this. suspicious, so they nope. say. Nope. I'm going to tell you why. Because I have a lot of dignity and a lot of authority, I mean, a lot of uh, honor around anybody that I'm around. I don't move around anybody else no different than I move around somebody, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So because I care myself is what you see me on approach. So you feel comfortable because you know who I am. Remember, one of the three things, one of the three things that I pride myself in and one of the the, um, the three things that I, I live by, it honors God, make my family proud, promote my business. If it don't do those things, I don't want no parts of it. 
So when I'm out, I'm an ambassador for God. I'm an ambassador for the Quick family. I'm an ambassador for MHE. So regardless of how you act, you're not going to get me to, to change who I am. That's what I honor. I hold all those things in high regard. What do you think people can stand? Like, obviously there's some, some benefit to having a level of dignity and and um, honor and, and, you know, respect about yourself. But what do you think people can learn from those things, you know, like just, just by, just by getting in tune with oneself. And even if, you know, for those who aren't, um, like who are juniors or babies in, in their faith, what do you think that people can learn um, just from having a, some sort of dignity? Uh, so dignity is 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 a synonym for respect. So for me, watch this. I don't want to be in tune with me. Why don't I want to be in tune with me? Because I'm a man and I'm screwed up. I've been screwing up. I need to get in tune with God, right? So that way I can get out of me. And let him get into me or me get into him type deal. You know what I mean? Because that's got to tear down what I currently or previously have known. You know what I mean? So now once you got that, once you got that, now you can step the way that he wants you to step. Now you can step with your head held high. And your problems on the low. You dig? Because you know he got you. Because you know who represent who who you represent, who you're a child of. You you know what brand you've been an ambassador for. So every time you step out, that's that's what it is. But the problem that I'm that I'm seeing is we want to be the brand for everybody else. We want to be everybody else. We too busy being other folk instead of being ourselves and who God want us to be. That's the reason. If we walked around with the dignity and the respect that we have for ourselves and the pride we have for ourselves, because that's what God want us to do. That's what he, because we walking in, in a God-like manner, we won't be getting shot. But because we're around here Acting like we have no sense and and no and no no moral compass. That's when folk jumpy, in my opinion. Hold that thought. I, I know you're coming back at me. We're going to introduce Pastor to the line. Uh, good evening, sir. Good evening, sir. How are you? Well, thank you. 
we're talking about sound tonight. Like what do you honor? Well, sound like Pastor's already speaking, and I, I'm curious to know. You said she was going to come back at you. I want to, I want to hear her response. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, you, like you were saying, good evening, Pastor. Good evening. Uh, like you were saying, you know, we're so busy trying to be somebody else, and and I get that, I agree with that. But let's look at look at it from this perspective. Um, you know, in the topic tonight, we spoke a little bit about Chadwick Boseman, um, God rest his soul, the the actor who just passed away. You know, so so let's just look at this for instance. We he was the Black Panther. Of course, it was you know he was asking, but he was the Black Panther. How many of us would want to be him now? If we know now, if we knew then what we know now, you know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. we we're so busy wanting to be somebody else, but we don't know what that somebody else is going through. How many of us could have actually walked in his shoes to do what he did? How many of us would want? To, you know, so it's one of those things where don't spend your time wanting to be somebody else because you don't know what their struggles are. You have no idea what they're going through. You know, and when you take, you know, when when you spending your time trying to be somebody else, who's busy being you? Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, you know, I'm I'm just simply I've I've screwed up, you know. What I mean, like, uh, uh, out of 41 years, let me see, nine months in the womb, uh, six before I called, and I probably messed up something then. Man, listen, <laughs> I probably got a good six days bright. You dig? Well, I'm I'm. Yeah, yeah, probably a good six days. I I know for a fact, being human, being human, being fleshly, being carnal, that we're not going to do everything right. That's the reason why we got to remove the flesh and, 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 and add the spirit because that's where your moral compass is going to come from. And when you, like I said, when you maneuver with honor and dignity and pride, folk not just going to come out and shoot you. They will say, hey, how you doing, before they come out with their gun. They may be intimidated because of something about you that they don't know, but they're not threatened to the point where I got to get my gun. Especially when thing. you speak, especially when you speak a kind word like "good morning." Oh, and good morning to you. But here's the thing with that too: you are a little bit further in your faith walk than some others are. So, for some of those <laughs> who don't understand how. They don't know how to back out the flesh and let God show up or let the spirit show up. You know what I'm saying? They don't know how to 
move out the way so the spirit can go ahead and take control of the situation. So what do you say to those who 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 don't get it? They don't they're not where you are. They don't know. Easy. You realize that whatever situation that you're in, whatever activity that you're doing, when you realize that it's not bigger than God, lay it down. Because if you can't lay it down or don't lay it down, do you ask yourself, is it because of you or is it because of how you look to somebody else? And I promise you, how you look to somebody else, the lens that they're looking you through, don't even matter. Pastor, what's your thoughts? Listen, man, I I, I uh, don't know what y'all have discussed up to this point, and I don't know what you uh, have been reading or drinking or smoking or whatever, but Brother, you on it like wet paint tonight. I mean, that's um, the whole purpose of of, of this journey uh, is to become more and more, you know, like God. We'll never get there, but it's to become more and more like Him. Uh, you know, in becoming more and more like Him, you know, one of the secrets you actually touched on it a little earlier is not so much about having, you know, Christ in us as it is we should be in Christ. If he's in us then you know, our flesh is the first thing people see. But if we are in him, then we're surrounded by him. We we act the way he wants us to act, we say what he wants us to say, carry ourselves the way he wants us to carry ourselves. And that's why the scripture said, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, he's a new creation, he's a new person. And uh, so every day we should become more and more like him. We should give up more and more um, of ourselves. And um, to be honest with you, you know, if you look in the Bible, whenever Jesus walked the earth and everything, you never see where he wanted to be like, I don't know, Paul, or wanted to be like Philip, or be like one of the kings. or be. He didn't want to be like anybody. He was cool with, you know, who he was. And, uh, that's what Quick is saying, you know, if we stop focusing on, you know, um, other folk, you know, what they're doing, what they have, because um, I was talking to someone, I guess a day or two ago, um, you know, about Chadwick Boseman, and I told him, I said, well, you do know that um, uh, Chadwick Boseman is, you know, deceased now, but the Black Panther is going to live on forever. I mean, you know. And and sometimes, you know, people, we fall in love with the image we see. And like Miss Quick said, we don't know what they're going through. We have no, we have no clue. As uh, so long as there's uh, movies, they'll be a Black Panther. They'll just get somebody else to play him. But we sometimes forget, you know, what we see in a person. Is it the real them or is it the person that they're showing us? Is it the image? We, we don't know. Um, we're drawn to success and all of that, but, you know, when you get to this point that Quick is talking about, you start to understand that even your struggles, really, they're good for you, you know. And when people do um, treat you differently or, or mistreat you, I guess you would say, you know, 
I'm not going to say you like it, but you know who you are. Uh, I'm sure there was a time in, you know, maybe Quick Life or definitely there was a time in my life where uh, called me the N-word and uh, I'd probably laugh at it, ignore it, no big deal. But someone from another uh, race could call me that and I would get mad. I would get, I would get mad, 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 mad. Well, now I still don't like the word, but when you say it, you got to be talking about yourself or somebody else because I know you're not talking to me. So it does offend mm-hmm. me because I finally learned who I am. And because mm-hmm. I know who I am, the problem with you, if you're saying something, is you don't know who I am. That's, that's the issue. Absolutely. And I can't make you know me, but as long as I know me, then, you know, my blood pressure matter. should come down a little bit. My anxiety level should go away. Um, you know, and all through the Bible, there are people in there that were falsely accused, mistreated, just flat out dogged out. And the ones that retaliated, they paid for it. But for the ones that knew who they were, the only thing they would do is pray. That's all they would do. They would just keep going about their normal, everyday routine as to say, you know, I ain't worried about this. This ain't bigger than God. God's got this. And that's what we Father forgive him. He knows not what he's done. There, there we go, brother. There we go. And that it takes some time. As quick as the question, you know, I well, made a statement that some people will follow along than others. And and I do respect that because that's definitely uh, the case. And we've got to not only give them time to grow, but we've got to give them an example to follow. They need to be able to come to me mm-hmm. and say, hey, man, how in the world? How did you turn the other cheek like that? How did you ignore that? How did you walk away from that? How do you stay so calm? Well, how is it that when you walk in the room, you command attention? It's like, um, you know, wow. You know, um, a few years ago, I was was blessed to be to go, and I won't call the name of the church, a mega church. I mean, a mega church. I mean, you know, oh my God, tons and tons and tons of members. Um, and I was there, and there were, I, man, I don't even know how many pastors were there. I mean, I, I, I'm just going to throw a number out. At least, man, at least 100, 200 pastors, they, you know, were visiting um, and everything. And the pastor of that mega church looked beyond all of them, and I'm not sitting on the front row. I'm not sitting on the, matter of fact, I'm not sitting sitting in the first 10 rows. I'm way on back. And, uh, you know, he saw me, and, um, you know, he called me. He said, you know, come on up here with me, and, you know, um, I want you to do this, I want you to do that. He introduced me. He talked about all this stuff, and it was um, amazing to me because I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have even chosen myself, you know, the way standards are, you know. I don't have the um, educational background. At that time, I didn't have, you know, as much experience as most. Um, You know, I didn't have the, 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 definitely didn't have the finance, none of those things that made me stand out. I didn't have anything flashy on, anything like that. So I wouldn't have even chosen me. But this guy looked beyond all of that. And uh, one of the things that he said, he said, you know, we've sat, we've talked. He said, I don't just know him. I know his heart. I know what's in him. And that thing blew me away, and it taught me a lesson. You know what? You know, it doesn't matter what you do as it was. 
and it matters who you are, you know. How can he know who you are and you don't? And it, it just changed my way of looking at things, man. And, and uh, I think that that's uh, my grandmother, Miss Quick, actually told me, she said, um, I saw you on TV. <laughs> I saw you on TV. And my mother said, no, you didn't. Mama don't say that. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yes, she did, too. Because I was up in there. You know, I wasn't thinking about I was on TV. I wasn't. And to be honest with you, when he called my name, I was shocked. Walking up there, I was nervous. But once I got to where I was going, the nerves went away. It's like, this is where you're supposed to be all the time. This is what, this is what I called you to be. This is who you are. No different than you being in a small church. You know, so Absolutely. I finally got in my place and didn't worry about what another pastor thought. Didn't try to use my words, use big words that I can't spell. I was just me. And uh, and it taught me a valuable lesson. And, again, the only reason I tell that story uh, is because you got to be comfortable in your own skin. you got to know who you are. You don't have to put on a, a you know, a, a, anything fake, whether it's a smile or anything. You don't have to be something just to appease uh, people. You know, God don't want us to be like that. He wants us to be who he made us. And if that ain't good enough for people, then, you know, they have more look at not me. So that's how I, I show you I, right. Show you right. And you know, when I read the stories in the Bible and I see people like, dang, they get ready to dog you out. You better do something, boy. And these dudes just keep on doing what they normally do. I'm like, man, what? Are you crazy? But that's just the way it's supposed to be. And so, um, when I was growing up. They used to say, you need to be cool, calm, and collective. And maybe that's. <laughs> Maybe that's the way we need cool to be. Yeah, that's, that's it. You know, you know. So yeah, we need to honor. The Bible says honor your mother and father, respect them. The Bible says mm-hmm. you know honor God with your substance. You know, in other words, don't be afraid, don't be ashamed. Be, you know, help people out and things like that. It tells us, you know, um, um, you know, even with your country. Okay, you can honor your country. That's fine. But guess what? My country don't make me. I don't have to go and fight. I don't have to have a flag sticking. I know who I am. I don't have to show you my license. I don't have to show you my resume. I don't have to, you know, um, you know, every single, really almost every day, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on there on Zoom somewhere. You know, other pastors call and say, "Man, can you, can you uh, do this service for me?" And most of the time, folks <laughs> don't even know who I am. Folks just, the pastor just calls and say. Um, I wanted to get somebody, man. They've never heard, thought about you. Listen, let me let me get you in here. And so, whenever my face comes up there, you can kind of see on everybody's faces like, who is this clown? What is this? And they're sitting there like, I don't know, you don't know how this is gonna work out or whatever. But you can't be intimidated by that. I mean, the same God that I've sat in the presence of, uh, T.D. Jakes, Buffalo Dollar, Eddie Long. All the way. I mean, I sat in there with them, and initially I was in awe of that. And then I realized, dude, you, you've been called to do the same thing I've been called to do. I mean, maybe yours is on a bigger scale. Maybe you have more than I have, but it's all good. Or maybe you just I'm, I, I, I'm the same, same old, same old. And one of them told me, he said, I will take um, and switch places with you. He said, I will bust all my people to your church. And 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 uh, you can have them. 
all the wealth and everything. He said, if I could just sit down and laugh and have a piece of chicken. He said, I don't, I don't want this. He said, it's about an image. And, you know, like I said, yeah. that kind of stuff stuck with me. And so it was all about me being who I'm supposed to be and, and being good with that. Now, my problem hey, is, is being happy with where I am. I'm I'm good with who I am. I'm just not happy where I am. So now I got some Ooh. more work to do. Yeah. Watch this. Watch this. You know what I honor? I honor okay, the process. Drop it on me. Wow. I honor the process. <laughs> you dig? Yeah, because you without without it, like you won't know who you are. If you haven't gone through yep. and developed, you won't know who you are. You know, yep. I go down there, lift lift a couple pounds of weights, and you know, feel good about myself, stay young. You know, so that that gives me that physical strength gives me the mental strength. Mm-hmm. So when you walk in some place and somebody want to call you the N word, and they say, "Man, I would have thought you could have did this. Why you didn't?" Because I know who I am. Right. So it gives you that restraint. It gives you that confidence and. When you know who you are, he only acting like that because, like you said, he don't know who I am. Right. Or right. maybe he's responding that way because he's showing me who he is, and I thank God for that too. You did? I'd rather you show me who you are face to face, right? Than to come up behind me and and you know and hit me with the bang in my back. The bang is is the knife stab me in the back. That's it. I got so, you. I got you. That process is so, and I, I know I said say this a lot, and I'm gonna continue to say it. The process, and if you don't believe in the process, I'm gonna give you an example, another example. A few shows ago, maybe five or six, you said, "Man, you gotta pray. You gotta pray for the president. You gotta pray for our enemies and all this good stuff." And I'm like, "Ooh, yep. ooh, 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 I ain't quite there yet, bruh." But <laughs> I, found I remember it. Yeah. No, no lie. I'm sitting in the in the joint, and I actually told a dude that, bro, we got you got we got to pray for him. I'm not gonna sit here yeah. and talk bad about the cat. No, I'm gonna pray for him because yep. me talking bad about him, I'm in the same category as everybody else. I'm in the same boat as everybody yeah. else. That's it. But me praying for him, I'm in the same boat as as Jesus, because that's what he would have did. That's exactly right. Hate don't fix anything, but prayer <laughs> has the power to do it. So, you know, the way you respond to somebody you don't like, there's a lot about who you trust in. So if all you can do is hate them, you're probably no better than they are. But if you can learn to do, fulfill your requirements, see, if you really are who you say you are, and I can call you at 2 a.m. and you'll pray for me, and I know this brother probably is not going to call you, but if he did, you know, you ain't got to like his politics. You ain't got to like who he is, how he looks, none of that. But if he asks for prayer, you still ought to be able to pray for him. You still ought to be able to do that because if, if you are who you say you are, if you're the real deal, you know, genuine in your faith and things of that nature, you can put aside the petty differences and say, look, I, I'm not here to vote for the man. I can pray for you and not vote for you. Trust me. I can I can do that. So, you know, that we have to get there. And I think that, um, you know, right now in the midst of this uh, pandemic and election and all this is going on, 
a lot of us have been called on the carpet, man, to say, okay. God's kind of like, okay, let's see. We've been professing and claiming all this. I'm not going to see how you're going to handle your friends. Let me see how you're going to handle your enemies. Let me see how you're going to handle mm. that really dogging you yeah. out. Let me see if you really do trust me. Are you just mad because you think that, you know, that man has your life in his hands? And, man, ooh, you know, ooh, we got we to gotta be careful, brother. Why we got to be careful, man. Watch this. Now, I know y'all going to be mad. I'm sure a lot of black folks that's going to be mad. Miss Quick might even be mad. Pastor, you might be mad, too, but I don't care. You, don't, you know how I am. I ain't voting. Why you ain't going to vote quick? Because Jesus didn't vote. I don't care who in office. My faith is in God. If I trust the process, if I trust God, it doesn't matter what man that they put in place because now I put my trust in the system that whoever in place is going to take care of me. Nah. God going to take care of me regardless of who in office. I'm going I'm to let y'all know yeah. about that. No, I don't I don't I don't have a problem with what you said because you know, um at the end of the day, to be honest with you, um, you know, for a lot of us we vote because we think that that person is gonna make life easier for us, better for our mm-hmm. people and mm-hmm. you know, and things of that nature. I think that's why we vote and then a lot of times we vote because, you know, of the struggle and the fight that our ancestors had, and I respect every bit of that. I I, I do, but so do you I. have to live your life, and ultimately, you know, uh, you cannot uh, forget about who's in charge. And it's actually a scripture, and this is what the scripture says. It's funny, man. It says that the government shall be on the Lord's shoulders, <laughs> you know, not on Trump can't hold up this entire country, man. He's a man, you know, matter of fact, after four years, it's a good possibility he's going to be out. So now i got to go from Trump to, uh, what is it, Biden Mm -hmm. to Obama Mm -hmm. to whatever, whatever. When I can put my trust Mm -hmm. in God from day one, I can. Now, you know what I do? He's consistent. No, he's not going to change, brother. He he promised to take care of me. He promised to protect me. He promised to do all these things. With God, I've got health care. With God, I've got, you know, what better, I mean, you know, brother, I got, you know, my needs will be met, all those things, you know. And Quick said something that I heard another, um, uh, um, well, the guy played, well, he played football and baseball. His name is Bo Jackson, great athlete, whatever. They asked him a few years ago, and that thing blew my mind. They asked him, said, Bo said, um, who do you think going to win the Super Bowl? And he looked up and asked the guy, he said, who's in it? And the guy looked at him like, who's in it? He said, man, I haven't watched football in so long. He said, I don't, I don't know who's in it. He said, you know, I made a living doing it. He said, but I've been raising my kids and working and running my businesses. And, you know, he said, I just I don't know who's in it. And, and that blew my mind that this man that seemed to love it so much, he understood it, it was a hobby to him, he said. And he didn't even know one of the greatest football players ever. Didn't even know who was playing in the Super Bowl. So, in other words, he didn't let the, the news and the radio and the media and all that stuff get inside of him or inside of his head. Um, and a lot of times, depending on, you know, how much um, media coverage you watch, it'll have you hating folk and looking at folk some kind of way and <laughs> all kind of things like that. Whenever, you know, I can stay calm and 
tell folk in a heartbeat, look, you know, I respect what you say. I may not agree with it, but I respect that. But I, I got my own feelings, and if I choose to share them with you, fine. But if I don't, then, you know, it's all good. Uh-huh. So it's time for us to step up and, and realize who we are and who we belong to. And if we could ever get to the point to where um, we, you know, realize that, as Quick says, as bad as I hate to say this, the process uh, helps us to really know who God is, and it helps us to find out who we are. And if you can get those two things down, everything else will be okay. You well, you find out have mercy. You, yes, sir. <laughs> you, you're going to find out who you are in crisis, and you'll definitely find out who God is. And after he pulled you out enough, it's like, hey, man, if he pulled me out of that, I'm not going to worry about this, you know, uh, or whatever. So um, the process definitely serves uh, a purpose. And every day is nothing but a process. When you're born, there's a date, you know. Whatever date you were born, that's the way it's going to be on your headstone. And when you die, there's going to be another date on that headstone. But that dash in the middle, that's your process. That's the time where it says, what did you do with your life? What difference did you make? Mm. You know, that's mm. what really matters right there. You you don't control when you were born. That was between God, your mom, and your daddy. You don't really control when you die because if you did, you'd keep living. But you do control mm. that dash. You control that process because uh, depending on how you handle that dash will determine sometimes how long you live, the quality of life you have, and also the impact mm. that you you made. So mm-hmm. get your dash right. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? Uh oh, so she dashed out on us. Yeah, I think I think we I think we switched spots. I come in so she can get a little rest. No, oh, no. Nah, listen, them little ones running there. That's part of that, that, that mama bear process. I ain't gonna lie to you. But I am, I am, I, I, I love it. You know, I really uh, embrace the process, and 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 in the process, you you go back, you can go back to pivotal moments, uh, and you can see when when God started kind of changing, kind of shifting, kind of showing His presence. You know, and it becomes oh, yeah. clearer and clearer. And um, I actually, you know, I've, I've had three. I've told you about two of them, but one and and this was the 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 final. Uh, I realized when I that I love, like I fell in love with cutting hair. Uh, I had and I I had uh. I was dabbling into. I was still doing wrong, and I had I had about four four hundred um, pills uh, ecstasy at the time, and I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm gonna put all this into cutting hair, and the same energy, the same emotion, everything into it that I had over here, and I never touch it again. From that day to this one, never touched anything again, and my focus had been the same. I couldn't hear. Now watch this. In that process, 
I, I, it took me back because I got pulled over. I had all that in the car, in the safe. They never found it. They didn't even take the car and process it. You hear what I said? And this time, he was giving out 10 years per pill. Mm. So when I tell you about the process and how God was showing, showing and becoming clearer and clearer and clearer, now, everybody want to talk about church. They talk about the pastor. They talk about everything else. None of that, none of that played a role in the process. Mm-hmm. I didn't need the church. I didn't need the pastor for God to show himself to me. Yeah. No. No. I what I did what I did need the pastor to do is to the kind of rough help smooth off those rough ones and say, bruh, you was already going through yeah. that. It was already been gone through. It was written. It's right here. Oh, so the mm-hmm. pastor taught me. He taught me. He didn't guide me. God had already guided me. Right. Now, the pastor had to teach this and this come together. It's one of the same. Bro, you already been doing this. But you've been doing this for the for the cardinal. Now I'm going to show you how to do this for the spirit. Yes, sir. Oh, so it's the same thing? Man. <laughs> Bro, that's how it hit me. That's exactly how it hit me. I swallowed everything I love. Because remember, I, I, I deal with people as men. I don't do titles. Because titles change. I don't got time to keep up with that confusion. But right. as a man, that's not going to change. Mm-hmm. So if I come in and say, look here, God, I need this. I'm talking to the God in you. From the God in me. Now I'm talking about that's beyond the, the the core. That's deeper than the core. I don't know what's it's like the the atom in me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like deep to the depth of you. That's what we go meet at. Yeah. Because it really gets no deeper than that. It gets no deeper than that. I need the I need the summons the God in you at this moment. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. loving the way that you live, I don't got to go very far. You know what I mean? Because it exudes. And again, just like this brother that we're talking about, when we speak, my brother, Pastor, you've shown yes, dig- dignity, honor, and pride. Wow. You have. Wow. Same as this brother here. I thought that he was just another script writer, reader because mm-hmm. he showed honor, dignity, and pride in every project that he took on. Right. He made those characters him. He didn't become mm-hmm. those characters. He made those characters mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And it's the same. Yes, sir. That, that's, what, that's, that's what God that's what God, when that spirit glows, that's what people see. That's, that, they don't see the physical. 
They see the spirit. They see that that light. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's all we are. We're supposed to be a reflection of the light, man. You know, we we can point to me. Look, but I don't I don't even deserve no credit. I don't want to hear no credit. But let me show you who just like that. gets all the credit, all the glory. You know, that's that's what it's supposed to be about. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we want to heap praises up on ourselves. But, nah, like you said, man, nah. when it comes to idols, the bottom line is this. Before <laughs> I can be father and husband and before I can be, you know, barber and before I can be pastor and all that, I first got to be man. I got to, man. I got to be man, you know. I got, In order to be man, I had to be child of God. There you go. And we celebrate the title, but we forget, you know, the man. Whenever you, you know, if you, brother, if you stripped away, you know, my black skin, and you stripped away, you know, uh, Chadwick Bozeman's black skin, yours, a white guy, whatever, uh, on the inside, we should all look the same. You should see God in there, man. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. that's the way it should be. Absolutely. But we do, instead of looking from the inside out, we look from the outside in. And, mm. you know, that, that's how we get messed up. I mean, you know, there was a time Every in your time. life, I'm certain, where you literally would see a woman and because she was beautiful on the outside, that caught your eye. But when you saw Miss Quick, you saw inside out. Wasn't nothing wrong with the outside, but you saw inside out. And when you when you can see a person like that, you know, that's why the Bible says, you know, don't do not look at their appearance. You know, focus on their heart. That's what matters. Stop looking at that outside package. It's gonna fool you. You know. Don't people can people can dress it up, man, you know, but you know, look at that heart. You gotta know that heart. If you see that character, that integrity. If you see that honesty, if you see that, you know, that 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 that, that God on the inside of them, we good then. We're good Show you then, right. You know, you that, that's, so. that's what matters. That's it. I was, I love that. I love that because I tell people, when I go to spend money, I don't dress up. No, 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 no. You, you at work, you're supposed to dress up for me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, some would call it arrogance. Call it what you will. But for me, for me, I want to, the people to show me the same respect in these flip-flops and this T-shirt as you would if I had this tuxedo on. That's right. Respect me as a man. I wouldn't That's buy my right. Truck. I wouldn't buy my truck. We walk in, the guy look at us, ignore it, and put his head back down. Oh, cool. White guy came out, hey, you folks been help? No, we haven't. Oh, I said, hey, I'll come to buy this truck. <laughs> just that simple. And the guy who was sitting there, he was black. We went out, we tested over, came back in the whole nine, and and it was like, man. And he's looking like, dang, like I, yep, you missed out because you wanted to judge the book by the cover. That's right. You cannot do that. That's you right. did not see. You you think that the person that come in with the three piece suit on, then the one that come in, you know, like I was talking about the church folk, how they come and dress up, they covering up the scars. But the ones that oh, come yeah. in bare chested and, and, and naked, barefooted, <laughs> they're the ones that showing you who they are. 
Mm-hmm. It's showing you who they are. You should you gotta accept people for who they are, not what they are, not what they're wearing. Those are just articles. Those can burn. Hell, the skin can burn. The flesh can burn. Yep. But the spirit yep. of that man will always be. That's right. That's why when a man dies, that's why every time that I um, do a, a funeral, one of the things that you know uh, is always pronounced is you, you know you. You, you say we now therefore commit this person back to the ground from when they came, and you say, um, you know, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. That body, um, you know, unless it's cremated, is going to just go back to that source that it came from. But now that that spirit man, I can't put it nowhere because <laughs> that spirit man is still alive and still well. You know, that spirit man is just as alive as he was. You know, before you can't kill that man, so um, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. But we cry over it, and don't get me wrong, I hurt. You know, I got a funeral coming up in a couple of days, and I just, I just don't want to do it, man. The guy that just died in my life, uh, I guess about a month ago, his wife just died mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, and I'm like, dude, I, no, you know, yeah, man, and I'm, you know, she hadn't even had a chance to. He died, and then two weeks later, she got. She was going through all of his stuff, trying to begin to handle all the affairs. We were talking, and she just um, she fell. And when she fell, uh, she called and she said, "Well, I fell." She said, "But thank God I didn't break anything." She said, "I feel good." She said, "I don't want to go to the hospital because I know they're dealing with the coronavirus." And uh, I guess two days later, she was in the hospital and. Some kind of way, man, slipped into a coma, ended up on a breathing machine, and uh, she's out of here, man. So it, it's just, you know, it's crazy. But at the same time, I've learned a little, you know, from the last one. You know, I, I can either let it destroy me or I can, you know, it's going to hurt. You're going to grieve for a season. But I've got to know that, um, you know, yeah, I can't talk to her now. I can't. You know, we can't joke around like we always did or whatever, but I know that the spirit that's in her is still alive and well. I, I know that. And knowing that, um, I'm good. And, uh, you know, whatever reward she got, um, she's got it now. And so now I got to go ahead and, you know, I got to do right by her. I can't sit there and, and fall apart and say, God, this ain't right, you know, just – Wine, and that's why you know I got to the point where I know. Look, this is above my pay grade, and I got to learn two things. Oh, for sure. Number one, God don't make mistakes, and then number two, I got to live every day, man. Um, you know, like it's my last day. I got to live like I'm dying. I got to live and enjoy life, be my best, leave the right example. Um, you know, and that's just the way it is, man. So, being on here with you and and you know, trying to say something or do something to to lift up all the listeners and trying to say something to keep you strong and trying to get something from you to keep me strong. Look, man, that's 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 let me let me stay in this process. You know, the beginning and the end, that's that's not in my hands because guess what? I'm not Alpha and Omega. He is. So he's the beginning Mm -hmm. and the end. He knew when it was gonna start Mm -hmm. and when it was gonna be over. You know what? I just had to I'm thankful that I got a chance to play, to have, you know, 15, 20 years in this woman's dash. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm trying to do, man. Is to, I share my dash with you. You share your dash with me. And, uh, oh, you know, okay. when it's all said and done, man, I can look back and think about those moments because those moments, it's like you said, you look back five, six shows ago. That that, that that moment made a memory. And, you know, that that's what I'll always remember, you know, the things that she told me and the laughter we had and um, things like that, man. And, and, and so I'm not going to go down like I did before. It's not going to – it hurts, but – I understand a little better because I went through the process. There it is. And since I went through the process, I learned something. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, I was looking at this show, man, and it and it told me, man, like, what, to be absent with the body, to be present with the Lord. Boy, with the when, Lord that, when, that, when that thing said that, bro, I was like, oh, is it? that's what it is. You know what I mean? Like, bro, ton of bricks. Again, I don't watch television for entertainment purposes. I always learn something. Mm-hmm. And I guess sometimes you. you need something like that to give you. Uh, no, I'm talking about me right now. I'm sorry, but it gives you some type of closure because mm-hmm. I know that it's not you. You going to a better place? Yes. Period. Period. You and the so I'm, I'm almost jealous. <laughs> that and I'm not, you know what I mean? Because now, now, now you now you're looking at what my responsibility is as a pastor. So when I stand up there, and you know, I can either turn it into a sad funeral or a happy home going, because they went home going to be absent and to be absent with the body and to be present with the Lord. So in other words, I've got to literally tell the people. Listen, I know you miss your loved one. You you ought to. But at the same time, can I just be honest with you? Since we know that she's no longer with us, she's with the Lord, she ain't trying to come back. She's happy where she's at. <laughs> and to be honest, as quick as it, I'm a little bit jealous because, man, I, you, know, right, I, right. I, you know, look, she 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 ain't got to get no sleep tonight. She ain't, she ain't got to pay no bills. She ain't got to worry about Who's going to win the election? She, she ain't got to get ain't gotta wear no mask. Man. No, bro, she ain't got Man, come on, man. That's what I'm talking Listen, about bro. right there. She don't, she don't have, it don't get any better than that. And so now she's got her reward. And how dare me, you know, be so selfish as to try to take that away from her. No, that's why mm. God don't send people back, man. People ain't, mm. people ain't fighting trying to get back down here. Come on, man. Yeah, no. They're not fighting, no. trying to get back. You know, we ought to fight to try to get there and be somewhat, yeah, again, your human side, you're going to miss them. I got that. But at the same time, you know what? Um, you know, you, when I walk by the casket, I'll say, we'll holler. You know, now I can say, we'll holler. You know, my day going to come. We'll look up, you know. But yeah, we, yeah, just keep, keep, keep. <laughs> Keep a seat for a brother or whatever, you know. No, no and, again, no, you no. don't automatically get there, you know, overnight. But, again, I had to graduate from, okay, I got another funeral. Well, this is a home going. I'm not going to let you be sad. Okay. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say some stuff to make you remember this, how this brother was just a joy to be around, you know, and things like that. So, 
You know, that, that's 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 my role right there. What you just said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Plain, simple, it's right there in the Bible. I don't have to complicate it. There's a scriptures just like that that I can pull from to encourage folk. And since she's got two children, one of the scriptures I'm thinking about using is very simple. It said, I was young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging mm. bread. In other words, listen, this woman has gone and lived. She's uh, mid-80s right now. And listen, the children, grandchildren, look, lift up your head, man. You know, if she lived through what she lived through, God took her through all of that stuff, you know, lived a little bit of slavery time and made it. Oh, you're going to be in good shape. You know, that's a promise know that. of the Lord. Yeah. So that's, no, that's hey, how I'm going to know that. them, man. Yeah, Bro, exactly that, how listen, man, I, I cannot be sad. I'm sorry, and, and, and understand what I'm saying, for somebody who has lived to be 80, I'm celebrating the fact that you lived through all this. Come on, and man. 80? Come on, man. Man, listen here, man. I'm looking for the book. Show me how you did that. <laughs> and maybe, just that maybe. Is a, I can't, that's a blessing. I can't, I can't say that it really happened, but after her husband died, he was 84, they had been together all that time. Maybe she was like, hey, God, look, you know, you ain't got to do me no favors by keeping me here. Hey, let me let me get on with old my hubby. That, you know, we have been through all this. I know my kids are good. You know, I done did all She's retired many times over. I ain't hurting for no money, none of that stuff, man. It's like, what? I ain't got nothing left to prove. I've done everything I needed to do. I've, You know, she's good, man, so... You know, you mourn to me for for young children that didn't get a chance to live. It hurts more for me. But somebody older, mm-hmm. it's sort of like, dude, come on, man. You know, can you can you holler the bro? Tell me what. Tell me the secret. You know, and that's you know, that's <laughs> kind of like, like you said, how you look at it. So um, this should be a hold on. Um, you know, it, it should be, and I'm going to do my best to. Uh, make sure that it is because, you know, when she and I talked, man, she wasn't that kind of, you know, she wasn't that kind of. Matter of fact, I'll be honest with you, man. Uh, if she cried at her husband's um, death, she did it privately because around me she was like, well, when she called and told me about it, you know, I broke down, but she was like, well, you know, the Lord knows best. And she said, I'm going to carry out his wishes now, and I want you to do this, you know. I mean, just handling her business, man. I'm like, what in the world? You know, but... I'm going to tell you something, Pastor. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something, and and I want you to understand this. I don't mean no disrespect to anybody. Yes, sir. There was a baby, a one-year-old kid that got shot by a straight bullet, right, Mm. and got killed. And when you did the, 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 the prayer caravan... You know, for the, for those type of actions, right? May, maybe this maybe, and I'm looking at it as a from a parental standpoint, right? Like she's in heaven, take care of that one year old. You know we, what I mean? We don't know. Like, we don't know anything. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. But but we just we just know how she was. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, bro, anytime, like. Oh, listen, man. I just wish you could have tell tell my dad I said hello. 
You dig? Like you, you, you see what I mean? Like. Uh, <laughs> well, look, man. The, the the way this thing works is to be honest with you. You know, we die so we can live, and this is not life yeah. right here. You know, mm-hmm. uh, in this next life, there's not going to be any more death. So you're going from life to everlasting life. And it's sort of like, dude, you ain't, mm-hmm. there's no hatred there. There's no jealousy, no animosity, no, I mean, come on, man. You know, <laughs> it, 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 it don't get any better. Than... You got to go through hell to be recognized as righteous. Listen, man, I go through this just to be able to sit back and relax when I get there. Listen here, man. I will hustle hard right now just so I can sit back and relax when I get there. Yeah, I'm gonna say that again. Now. I will hustle hard right now so I can sit back and relax when I get there. Well, like I said, man, you 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 gonna put me out of a job because everything that you're talking about is my purpose is to help people to grow to the point, you know, connect them with God to where they're strong enough. Uh, to go through that process and to understand that wherever they are, this is not the end. Even with death, it's not the end. Literally, there's a scripture that uh, <laughs> where where uh, the scripture literally asks a question, said, oh, grave, where is your power? And, oh, death, where is your sting? In other words, I don't even feel that no more. <laughs> it, just, it, it just don't even bother me anymore. I'm beyond that, man. Because I know beyond. our mind won't let us think beyond where we are right now. But man, there's, you know, I've flown uh, many a time, man. I don't even know how many times. But I used to hear a phrase that you know what, the sky's the limit. And I used to say it myself. And once I got in the plane and it was there was storms and all that, man, this pilot, you know, told us to put on our seatbelt. There was some turbulence. This joker went from, and I'm just saying, from 10,000 feet to 12,000 feet up above the clouds, man. I'm like, dude, what's up above these clouds? You know, you know mm-hmm. so, so that's what I'm saying. We limit ourselves. We limit our thinking. I ain't going to ever see mama no more. Yeah, you're going to miss mama. You're going to miss daddy. Rightfully so, but you're going to see him again. And knowing I'm going to see him again, you know, um, when I think about, you know, Okay, the next time that I get to come to where you and Miss Quick are, the next time that I get to see you guys, you know, when I think about it, it puts a smile on my face, and I'm like, well, that's going to be fun. You know, like that, it's just, it yeah. makes me just, you know, and so know we when, I think yeah. about, when, when I think about when I'm going to get on the other side and I'm going to see some of those folks, man, I'm going to be like, oh, that's what's up, you know, so... I just got to, like I said, man, keep my dad straight. That's, that's all I got to do, keep my dad straight. And Because it, it sometimes get a little curved and, you know, I start going down. But I got to try to keep it as balanced as possible and, you know, um, enjoy this thing, man, every day, every single day. You, you I'm going to tell you one thing <laughs> that I day. do. I, I, I never, ever, I ever, never, ever say bye. I don't say goodbye, nothing. My, my, <laughs> My mom is the same way. Wow. Yeah. It's always to see you later. Same way. It's always to see you later. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it's always to see you right later. Wow. Bye. Wow. Bye is, 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 is a period. It's too final. It's final. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. Nothing is ever final. I'll see you later. Hey. Hey, man. There's an old saying don't you ever put a period where God put a comma. You know, well, come on, nothing but a pause. Come on. 
that period that needs to stop right there. So that's that's what I was told that man so many years, twenty years ago. Don't told me don't you ever put a period where God has put a comma. And I'm mm. like, okay, I, I I got that now. I got it now. I didn't have it then, but I got it now. I understand it better. So. I got it now. So good, sure. That process. That process. Is <laughs> it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look here, man. I know you got to go do your thing, man. Go on to plug in uh, the, the the church service tomorrow and the church service Sunday, man, so we can pray and get out of here, man. <laughs> you done got you done got me started, man. That's a, that's all right, brother. I I surely do appreciate it, man. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I just um I thank God for you. I'm not gonna lie. I really, really uh when I say I thank God for you, man, you don't know um how much. I mean I really, really just appreciate you for all that you do. But man, listen, on um Wednesdays and uh, Sundays, Wednesdays at, at 7 o'clock, uh, and Sundays at 10 a.m., um, we have service, and both of them are right around one hour. I try not to go too much over an hour. Occasionally, we'll, we may hit 115 or whatever, but an hour, and uh, it's over Zoom. Um, if you're looking for something grand and extravagant, you probably need to find somebody else because I'm not going to give you that, but if you just want some truth, um you know, that's all I have. If you want to hear about him and not about me, then uh, please, you can, the meeting ID is uh, 661-994-1991. That's 661-994-1991, and that's via Zoom. And then the password um, is simply just the word Calvary, C A L. V A R Y. So I'd love to um, see some faces that I don't know. Uh, that would be great. But uh, we'd love to, man. So so would love to have you. I mean, that would just that would be an honor to to to, to have you. And then every night, um, every day, and every night, I guess you would say, um, you can catch us on the prayer line. And um, that's at let me get my times right, man, because I'm on there so much. But um, what is it, 6 a.m., I think. Lord, quick, you got me messed up, man. You got me. Okay, well, you can. Anyway, 6 a.m. and 11 p.m., you know, um, you know, you can catch me catch me on there. You can just call in. Matter of fact, I'm getting ready to call in here in just a, a hot minute, man, but you can call into the prayer line every night at six, every morning at six a.m. and every night at eleven p.m. and I don't even have a number in front of me, man. But Quick has it, and he'll 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 give it to you, I guess. If not, I'll give it to you next time because I am just uh, just fumbling right now. You got me, you got me messed up, man. See, this brother has grown <laughs> to this point, man, and just just dropping wisdom, and that's that's just awesome. But anyway, man, we come on there and. 10, 15 minutes, we pray. We pray to start our day. We pray to end our day. And there's no games, nothing like that. And um, that's that's what I'm, you know, committed to doing. So we love you all. Thank you all so much. And I'm going to shut us down with prayer and go get on the prayer line. <laughs> Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for the dialogue tonight. Thank you so much, God, for us realizing, you know what, 
not about us. The problem is not about us. The, the lack is not about us. Uh, even the whole process, the process is for us, but it's not about us. It's so that we can learn something along the way, and we can tell somebody about the God that took us through it. We can tell somebody the same God that took care of us will take care of you. And we can tell somebody, listen, you just hold on, and I promise you, if you'll turn your eyes inside out, if you'll look at the heart, look at your heart and look at everybody else's heart, then you won't be so caught up with who they are, what they accomplished, what they have. Uh, Help us, Lord, all of us tonight, to become more like you. Help us to get to the point to where we focus on ourselves and say, you know what, let me get myself right. Let me know who I am, and let me be that vessel of honor. You know, it's not about what other people say. It's about who I am. Help me to carry myself to where if I've got a million dollars in my checking account and a, and a, and a, and a tailor-made suit, I want to pray that I'm the same person as I am if I got on a pair of shorts and a pair of Timberlands. So, Lord, help us, God, to just be that that unique individual that, as uh, the Bible said, if any man be in Christ, help us to make sure that we look through God's eyes. Help us, Lord God, to just do that. Help us to get to where we can pray for our enemies and the ones that just despitefully use us. And help us to get on a line like this and say, you know what, I may not agree with all of it, but there's something about truth that gives me something that nothing else don't give. Please, Lord, bless this line. Bless quick, Miss Quick. Bless the show, God, and keep us connected. Lord, I appreciate putting you putting me in their lives and them and, and, me, and putting me in their lives. Well, I just appreciate it all, Lord. I just thank you for it. So please, Lord, keep us all. Give us the rest our bodies need. Cover us as only you can. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, since we said it, I'll just go ahead and do it. I pray for the president, the government, leadership. I pray for any and everybody that's done things outside of your will. God, I pray that one day they can open up their eyes and they can see who the real light really is. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, brother. Thank you. We love you, man. Thank you. Thank you. I love you too, man. I will talk to you later. Yes, sir. (laughs) All right. Well, that concludes tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am your host at number one, Miss Quick and, and Pastor Robinson and Dr. Twain and his absence. What do you honor? I honor the process. I go through the process with pride and with dignity because that's what the God in me would have me do. As long as you conduct yourself as such, keeping that integrity intact because you're a brand ambassador for God, no one will ever, ever see otherwise. Always forward, forward always. Love God. Love each other. Wash your hands and be safe. Peace.
But I know 